Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We have made tremendous progress, but there is much more to do. And to be blunt, the challenge before us is daunting. Mr. Speaker, nobody should underestimate the mess we inherited. When the Independent Financial Commission completed its review of Ontario's books, one thing became abundantly clear. The cupboards were not only bare, the fiscal house was collapsing under the weight of the massive debt and deficit. There you go. That is a finance minister uh, who used words like thoughtful, reasonable, fair, balanced to describe the Ford government's first budget, which, of course, first budgets for a new government set the tone. And the tone we were told uh, was coming was that the sky was falling. And I have been looking up a lot. And apparently it did not fall today. So everyone can take a big old breath. Um, So we didn't get the slash and cut and burn, as we were told would happen. In fact, spending is up. And I think if you ask some conservatives, they'll say, well, this isn't conservative at all. But there could be rhyme and reason behind that. So let's ask the person who has been probably spending months of sleepless nights putting this together. Finance Minister Vic Fideli joins me now. Hello there. Alex, hello to you. Thank you for having me. Well, you have been busy. This is a daunting, daunting task. But I think you have, you know, I think you've surprised a lot of people, including me, uh, who would say, hold on a second, where are these cuts that we were told were coming? And instead, we see health spending's up by 5%, education spending up 11%, and increased spending of $5 billion. And so you may get more grief from conservatives who are calling this liberal light. Well, first of all, what they need to understand is that because the liberals didn't include their uh, hydro scandal and the pension fund money in their budgets. Uh, We have acknowledged those expenditures. That's almost $5 billion of spending higher than uh, the the Liberals' budget Mm -hmm. because they uh, uh, scandalously did not include that hydro money. They put it off books. They were caught by the Auditor General. And so we've acknowledged uh, that $5 billion uh, is actual spending. They were spending that money. They just weren't showing it. Okay. Let's talk about hydro just while we're at that subject matter. I didn't hear anything on hydro spending. One of the biggest problems in Ontario is the hydro bills are just astronomical. Was it not included in this budget or is that going to be treated outside of the budget? You're going to hear more about our hydro plan uh, in the weeks and months ahead. So there's more relief coming on that? Well, we promised a 12% reduction in hydro rates uh, over the course of our first term, and we expect to honour every one of our commitments. All right, let's talk about this budget as far as, um, I think, some will say, what does this budget mean if, in fact, we get a recession? Was a recession factored in? And I don't want to say there is one, but we've heard more and more talk from more and more economists saying, yes, the, the, the economy is slowing around the world and everyone will feel it. So does this budget reflect and factor that in? So we took uh, the average of all of the uh, economists across the country who we consulted with. We met with many of them face-to-face. We looked at their average number where they factored in various uh, risks 
throughout the country, and we put a little bit less, a little bit more prudence, if you will, into our numbers so that uh, we know that uh, we are where just slightly under uh, uh, where the economists right across the country are. Okay, some economists I said thought, okay, less, less spending, get this thing in before the next election. We're not going to balance before the next election. It'll be 2023. Um, and so I think some people are saying, why why not do more in this first year? You know, while you've got time to kind of let the dust settle, why not go further in this first year uh, than you have in cutting down and getting that deficit down and, and maybe chipping away at some of the debt? Well, we're protecting what matters most, uh, right? Most of the people of Ontario, and that's health care education and those critical services they depend on. And that's why we're balancing in a responsible amount of time, yet we're bringing relief to families. You know, Premier Ford, when we first got elected, said people in Ontario are paying enough taxes and enough uh, uh, fees in Ontario. So the first thing that came up was driver's license and uh, vehicle registrations that were due to go up. And the Premier said, nope. No, we're not increasing them. Next thing was something simple like fishing licenses. No, we're not increasing. I mean, that's $150 million in relief that we gave to families in the fact that these fees aren't going up. The next item was January 1. Hundreds of millions of liberal taxes were scheduled to come in and hurt families, individuals, seniors, uh, and businesses. And the Premier said, no, no new tax increases. We're not Uh, honoring those liberal tax increases. And so that was a huge tax relief that's gone to families. So uh, that continues today, Alex, with in this budget, we announced there are no new tax increases. And in fact, there's $26 billion over six years of tax relief for Ontario families, individuals, seniors, students, and businesses. One of them, well, I think uh, talking about, you know, corporate tax rates, I think there was an anticipated 1% cut in the corporate tax rate, and that has not uh, happened with this budget. You've done instead a tax credit uh, to encourage business and make, I guess, capital investment. Why not go with a tax cut? This is what the business community wanted. This is far better than a corporate tax cut. This puts four billion dollars mm-hmm. immediately available uh, uh, in, into these uh, individual businesses. So it's happening earlier. It starts now rather than a, a corporate tax cut that comes later. If you look at in the United States where they drop their tax rate by more than 10%, almost 12% at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it came dangerously close to where we are in Ontario when we took office. We have done this uh, job creation incentive and that puts of almost $4 billion into the marketplace over six years. So this is a tax cut, that uh, a corporate tax cut that is through the equipment. So they can write off their equipment in year. This is what they wanted. It starts now, so it's earlier, and it's far better. It reduces by about 4%. So it was so important to us, we put a chart in the budget that shows how we reduced about 4%. Uh, from from the uh, tax uh, uh, rate that we uh, when we when we took government, so this is putting us far and better ahead of you, the U.S., which was one of the risks. Patrick Brown does point out that a lot of this was already in the People's Guarantee, and it wasn't a secret because it was such a fast campaign election that that a lot I think of the People's Guarantee, which had been costed out and presented, uh, would be kind of merged into us. Is it fair to say that 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 the People's Guarantee has been um, accepted into this budget? 
I can tell you that uh, we are firmly against the carbon tax. We are fighting the federal government every step of the way on the job-killing carbon tax. I can tell you that in my office in North Bay, where uh, I serve as MPP for the last almost eight years, right from day one over those years ago, many, many low-income seniors would come in with dental issues and they don't have the insurance. So that's a $90 million investment uh, in dental that we have been asking the government for for nine years. So that's in the plan. And, you know, again, we have... Uh, huge expenditures uh, and investments in uh, long-term care beds, 15,000 long-term care beds that are new, 15,000 renovated long-term care beds. These are all uh, led by uh, Christine Elliott, who's leading the transformation of Ontario health teams, all new ideas. There were, I guess, cuts to or efficiencies found in the Ministry of Environment, Ministry of Indigenous Affairs, the Ministry of Labor, and uh, the Ministry of the Attorney General. They have had their budgets uh, cut. I want to play you some audio because Adam Vaughn, Liberal MP, decided to uh, visit Toronto for some strange reason. Uh, And he didn't have very many kind things to say. And here's how he sees your budget. What's clearly the game plan here is to pretend they're cutting nothing for a few months and then slaughter program after program after program. And this is the new conservative playbook. Don't campaign on anything but anger and then make general cuts in a budget and then wait for the politically opportune time to sneak him in in the middle of the night. There you go. Not only are conservatives neo-Nazis, but you're also going to slaughter people with, you know, this hidden agenda. Any truth to this? Well, he obviously didn't actually read or look at any one page in the 383-page budget because unlike the Liberals in Ontario, uh, we're showing our complete path to balance. It's there for everyone to see, uh, ministry by ministry, over five years. And again, unlike the Liberals in Ottawa who have no path to balance and no plan to balance itself, they amazingly found out that budgets don't balance themselves. Uh, We are open, transparent, and completely reinventing the way our government works. Just some of the just before I let you go, because I know you've got probably a hundred other interviews to do. You know, there is a rebranding blitz. You've got new uh, license plates come out, uh, new Trillium logo, and I think you know the, that that's the pennies and nickels that I, I don't like the spending. Why why was the need for rebranding this blitz um, instead of money, let's say, for autism? So both are going to save money. Uh, in the last several years, almost $2 million was done by various departments tinkering with logos and identities. Now we have a new logo. It's part of a uh, people-focused government. It spends taxpayers' dollars wisely. And it's really part of our, our, of our whole um, thrust to refresh the brand. Uh, with respect to the license plates, it's a new license plate. It's newly constructed. In fact, I have one in my hand right here in front of me. It's lightweight. It's got a laminate on it. So it's cheaper. Uh, and it's uh, uh, going to save millions of dollars uh, over the upcoming years. Okay. In other words, it doesn't peel off every uh, six months. Uh, and no, is there? And it's a place know, to grow, Alex. Well, there, that would be nice. Grow lots of stuff like a pot crop or whatever else you want to grow. But is there <laughs> is there money on a serious note? Is there going to be more money for autism? Uh, Well, uh, Minister Lisa McLeod, first of all, she's done a phenomenal job, and I commend her in what she's done. She's consulting right now, but we've certainly taken a prudent approach uh, to the finances. We've built in flexibility, but her plan will close the wait list for 23,000 children with autism 
who have been on that list probably most of their lives. So we commend uh, Lisa McLeod for what she is doing for those families with children with autism. And if there is extra money, will that go their way? Well, she's consulting right now, and we'll look forward to what uh, to her various requests. Mr. Fidelli, you can go grab a drink at happy hour and uh, enjoy <laughs> yourself. Uh, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks, Alex. Anytime. That is the Minister of Finance, Vic Fidelli. Uh, it's an incredibly hard job to do for any finance minister, but certainly with, uh, with uh, the situation that they had to open these books. You know, there'll be a lot more conversation had over the next few days. Um, bottom line, uh, they did not deliver the slash and burn budget that I think the public sector unions and critics were expecting, which will be interesting to see how they react to this here on Point on Global News Radio.